Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I am so excited. Oh my God. Joanne is here with me tonight. And you know, one of these days, I want to find someone who enjoys doing this podcast as much as I do. And we're just going to go like overboard and create like a million episodes. So, um, welcome, Joanne. Hello. Hello. Ah! Hi. <laughs> so, um, I know you are being yeah. recorded. Hello. Yes. Finally You're- making it happen. Yeah, I've been talking about um, trying to do a podcast <laughs> and then my own podcast for years. Uh-huh. It was like, I should do a podcast. And I have like all these ideas written down. What was it um, going to be about? It was mostly about homeschooling and, and okay. me walking walking through um, my life as and, and my journey towards here. Because yeah. I was, in my head, I was this fully traditional person. And um, and in my head, when I had kids, I was going to be strict. I was I was going to be um, I was going to be one of those tiger moms. My kids were going to learn five languages by the time oh, they were yeah. seven. Um, they were going to be prodigies or you know mm-hmm. um, concert pianists. And um, now it's turned into. Do you want to play piano today? No. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, everything's okay. It's like, okay, yeah. what, what do you want to do? I know. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like I still am in a tug of war with that a little bit yeah. because I still have this idea, like, Phoenix is taking guitar lessons, and I still held on to this. I mean, I at one point, I kind of softened it, but I, then I was like, wait a minute. I still have this belief. If you're going to take the lessons, then you should follow through or say you're only going to take the lesson and only practice 30 minutes a week. Like, where, you know, I felt yes. like there had to be parameters, right? Yes. And then it was like this thing where she felt the pressure of it, but then she also felt like guilty for saying, can I take a break? But I didn't have a problem with the break. Yeah. That felt more um, like authentic to me. Yeah. Was taking the break. Okay. And then doing what you want on the guitar or a ukulele or whatever. Oh, instead of what was assigned. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. yes because yes. I felt like if you're yes. going and you're taking up someone's time and well, there it is. They have an expectation. So then I like, I felt you responsible. Meet that expectation. Yes. We're paying for this and we want yes. to meet that expectation. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I'm happy now that she's doing the other, but she's in this school program now and it is the most organic thing I've ever experienced because she'll say to me, Oh, she's like, Today, we had changed a lot of things because she only had like an hour of work a day. And she didn't feel challenged very much with that. Okay. Um, even with the subjects because it was, I don't know, it just, she was very bright. And um, so we went, her dad got her the high school like version of this academy. So that, you know, it's a, yes. like an online classes. And he got her the high school version and we're looking at it. And she's like, ooh. Like, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. I want to take geometry. So we, we put a bunch more into her curriculum. And then yeah, today she was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get through all this. So then we were like, well, wait a minute. We put it on every day. Let's just put some on some days and some on yes, other days. Yes. And so, but because it's organic, 
we don't have to wait till the end of the semester to make changes. Oh no, yes. It's you don't like have to shift. Every yes. day we can tweak and make changes and yes. what do you need today? I guess I should introduce myself. Oh my god, yeah. we, could, we should go back to that. Yeah. I did say Joanna. <laughs> yes. But I didn't go beyond that. So yes, please. Yeah. A little us. history about myself. <laughs> I'm a now my current life, I'm a homeschooling mom. Uh-huh. I have two kids, nine and ten. Um, their father works out of the home. And um, we, uh, it, how we came here, before that life, I was a computer programmer. And before that life, I did teach second grade for a little bit. And then before that life, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a seamstress, so I sewed for a while. And then before that life, I, um, w- my, my major was molecular biology and biochemistry. <laughs> but before that, oh my God. Um, I wanted to be a concert pianist. So Whoa. I originally entered college as a performance major. Wow. Yeah. And so, and then now fast forward all the way now. <laughs> this is where I am. And so my life is one, I always tell people, I'm the example of what happens. Life happens while you're making plans. Mm-hmm. I had my 5, 10, 20 year plans and none of it came to fruition. And, um, and I'm okay. And it, I think I'm actually happy it did But can you yeah. all, can you see how I when I've described how we have um, we're we're in our timeline yeah and then we have a massive expansion it puts us on a different timeline oh yeah those well, things yes. are no yeah. longer accessible because they were in a different timeline that was some yeah that's where a we great, were different people yes I mean enti- that's what one thing I when I started. Stay, one day um, when the kids were like one and two years old, because they're a year apart, my husband came home from work one day and he was like, we should homeschool. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is like out of the blue. This isn't even part of the discussions. And so um, if you had told me that this is where I would be, um, I, so in the beginning, so I'm tying it into what you just said, I had a hard time letting go of who I was and accepting the person I was now, that we are two different people. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, I, I can see that based on yeah. how you describe, like, the, I don't know, tiger mom or whatever you said. Yes, yes, I'm how like, I wanted oh to God. be. Yeah, because yeah, I was a lot like that, too. And then, quickly, when I saw what the school offered, and I saw how my baby grew from baby to toddler to young, you know, child, I saw, like, a whole different reality than I was raised in. Yes. I saw, like like a a, a remembering I saw her remembering how to talk remembering how to walk you know remembering how to how I mean she was born fully conscious I was just teaching her how to operate in this world yes so I felt like she was fully intelligent also I didn't have to teach her to be smart you know like yes smartness didn't come from books yeah smartness was smartness was was innate was was just innate yes so at that point I realized it's not that the schools are going to give her an opportunity. It's more to the point the schools could take away opportunities. Yeah. Because they could, like, really muffler down on her creativity, her spontaneity, her yes. inquisitiveness, her curiosity, uh, her joy for learning. Yes. You know? And that was more like, I was like, let's not, let's not go there. And then that's where I learned um, over time the difference between school Oh, and when we started homeschooling, I thought it was going to be school at home. Yeah, I thought we were going to have our own little uniform. I thought we were going to have 
I wanted to get those desks that you sit in Catholic school with yes. your books are underneath. Just like the ones you had. Yeah, just the, like just like the ones I had. Yes. And you had and been a second grade teacher, so you were just kind of going into going into form, right? You yes. said you taught second grade. Yes. So it was yeah. It was just like that. And then um what I find is my children taught me mm-hmm. how what yeah. learning is like. So it's different education versus school. Like they're yeah. entirely two different things. Absolutely. And they're innate learners and what my what I'm discovering by letting go is that they know so much more than I could ever teach them. It's crazy. Yeah. And they, that we too know a lot and we are innate learners. We forget yes. that. We I think that's what one of the you have drawbacks to be in school of school. To learn. School has, um I think or just systems, large systems yep. in general, institutions. Institutions in general teach people how to be helpless. Yeah. Well, and, and they take away the wisdom. It takes out possibility. Yeah. It totally takes out. But I think it takes out people's uh, innate knowing that they are wise yep. and they can they can think yes. their way through it. Yeah. I could go beyond what well, the rules say they're supposed but to. But the system yeah. can't do that. We no. have to do it cuz systems yeah. systems are programmed and you can only program something with what you know. Yes. Yeah. So it's truly a limitation because we've allowed ourselves to be governed by systems rather than governed by uh, people with hearts, you know. And, and the heart yes. is what we use to teach going into that creative abyss, going into that yes. nothingness, the, the unknown, to be able to, like, harness uh, what could be through co-creating. You know, Tesla, and there's these greats, and St. Thomas Aquinas, and all, yes. all of these greats, they did it. They didn't, they didn't teach us how they did it, though. But they did it. Yes. They would uh, go to bed and wake up with genius ideas. Well, that was yeah. some strategy for harnessing co-creative, like, ideas out of this abyss, you yes. know? And, and you can't, you, you might be able to take a nugget of something known and then go expand on it. But you're going to expand quantum leaping. You know, you're going to expand exponentially. Yeah. It's not going to make sense to other people. Like, when people look at my life, they're like, uh, this, like, they don't, they don't get it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. If you look at Bella's singing, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. So then what do you do? You just say, oh, she's gifted or she's, you know, but she's yes. worked for it too. But she takes these quantum leaps because she's not listening to a voice teacher tell her how to do it or what her limitations are or what's possible. Do you know what I mean? She's yes. not following someone else's She's idea. She's following it her own and what, what calls her. Yes. Yes. Just like your kids. Yeah. 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 It's magic. It's pretty It's pretty cool. I know. Um, I, I actually, and you know, I'm here where I am, but there's always so much more to learn. Like my kids were taking tennis classes and I was like, oh, it's going to be so great. They're taking tennis. And then it was time to sign up for spring like three days ago. And um, Isabel wanted to say yes and then my son was like no I don't want to and then something inside of me was like what 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 but what, what, why <laughs> and then I was like oh I always said I was gonna let them stop when they wanted to stop um and and I had to remind myself it's okay that they stop because if they never pick it up again that's fine and if they do then it's gonna be fine too They're but it's both. okay for you to ask why and here, what was his process for making that decision? Oh, yes. That's He's, totally cool. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. He said um, he already took lessons, and he already knows. He downloaded it. It's yeah. done. He already knows, and it's enough. And then he would rather do something else with his uh-huh. time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's a little history about me. Um, and then, yeah, so that's... And then Gemma invited me to come to this podcast. Yes. And so it's really fun. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, this is... So part of the reason of my having guests on is because I feel like we could pull... Like, the in with the two, we have this ability to co-create. So something which hasn't been on my podcast before or yes. even been in my reality before could happen. And I'm really open to that oh, because okay. I feel like co-creating is pure fun and uh, yes. play. Yes. So, and you and I are always like just lit up with each other. We're always just like, yay. What, yeah. Like, like there's just something so yummy and we haven't even done yummy together. No. We've never <laughs> eaten together, but there's something so yummy. It's like I'm predisposed with a Pavlovian response to you to get excited oh. and drool like something good's gonna happen like yes. something yummy's gonna happen well every time i um uh see you when i first met you i was like this place is so cool and then um every time it's time to see you i'm like i'm gonna i'm like i'm gonna learn something today Woo-hoo! that's all i always <laughs> say i'm gonna what am i gonna learn today Gemma's gonna say something and i'm gonna learn something absolutely new today ah! and it's gonna be fabulous yeah that's pretty yeah. magic i yeah. love that yeah Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I feel that way, too, about all the kids who come into my art room. It's just magic. It yeah. is. And watching them create. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids have taken art lessons some other places. and um, But they don't ask for those. They always go, um, you know, we've been missing because we were snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, when are we going to get to see Gemma again? <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna, is today when we get to see Gemma today? And it was just like, and so it's it's really something fabulous. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, art is so special. And I, I did a podcast. I, it was probably just like three podcasts ago, but okay. it was probably two weeks ago. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of lax. But it was on the fact that I had this epiphany on the island that I have to create. Like the... You know, it was almost as if God dropped down and said, do what you are passionate about. Do what's fun. Your house will take care of itself. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know, like, because oh, I was so, so focused on the house yes. and fixing it. Yes. And, and, and I think we have programs, especially as women, maybe men too. I'm not a man, so I don't know. But humans probably have programs that say that, I can do the fun thing, the thing that brings me so much joy when I get done with the things that have yes, to be done first. Yes, I have that. Yes, <laughs> I have that all. That 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 is still ingrained in me. Oh my god! And then I found this like um, task, this task app, uh-huh. and it's like a backlog, and um, basically you write down all your all your stories that you want to complete. Uh-huh. And me, I was like, this is exciting, and then I gave it to my husband, and within ten minutes, I think his he is like that too because in ten minutes he had like. 25 tasks to be done for the house that had like multiple tasks underneath. But are they things that bring you joy? Um, they will bring us joy when they get done. They will. They, but do they, they will... bring you joy to do them? Um, yes, while they're while they're being done. Because okay, good. yes, while good. they're being done. But um, but yes, you have to do these things. Yes. Yeah. Now tell me this: Is are any of those things things you're passionate about? Um. Well, for his list, some of the things aren't, but some of them are for me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that's critical, too, because I'm passionate about art, 
in yes. many ways. Like I can be sitting down and reading a book, but it is also important for me to create. And yeah. I, I feel so much joy when I do it. Like for me, just sitting down with a book I bought from a thrift store or something and to open it, an art book, you know, like, yes, it's not just any art book. It's like books with pictures <laughs> yeah. and maybe suggestions in different forms of art or uh, like a how to book. I sit down with them and a cup of tea. I'll totally forget to drink the tea. I just get so immersed. I always look at books and magazines back to front, you know, like, yes. and I'm just like, and then I'll go back and uh, I just drool. I just like, when you are like having a reaction, like a, a visceral reaction to what you're doing, you know, it's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so those are things that, but working in house, I felt as though I wasn't at the place with the projects of re renovating this house that were passionate. Like I was passionate about, like I, I do love okay. painting. Yes. And, and it's like prepping, not so much painting. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I've developed my own way to paint. So there's minimal prep and okay. lots of the fun. Yeah. And then choosing the colors and I have to go buy paint soon. And I asked um, Phoenix the other day, I was like, what color do you think we should do that room? And in my head, because see, in my head I had this color and I was like, oof, that is rough. Like, am I really going to go with that color? And I was like, hmm, I don't know. Let me see what, what Phoenix thinks. So I said, Phoenix what color do you think we'd do for that lower bedroom and the bathroom? She goes, you know what? She goes, really dark brown. And I was like, that's exactly what I was going to well, do. Well, that's what you were yes! it was calling you. Yes, it was like this walnut dark brown. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, my God. And and I, I, uh, I adore dark colors in homes because they give you this space of, of infinite. Like it, it, yes. it's the dark abyss, the, the infinite abyss of possibility. And it's also against, I don't know if you've been on Pinterest lately. Right now it's no. like white. <laughs> Everything's white. White on white. White pillows, white walls, different You know whites. how that works? That works if you don't live <laughs> like me with stuff taped all over your walls. Oh, and yeah. lamps yes. everywhere and tables everywhere and bookshelves and books. And I mean, it's. It's, yeah. it, most people would say that there is a lot of clutter in my life. I find it ambiance in a way because they, everything I have tells a story. And I do continually weed out the extra. But what I find is that when I do dark, then only the things I want to show up show up. And the walls are not like like highlighting clutter. They're yes. highlighting like vignettes of things. Oh, that's a really nice idea. Because the dark yeah. disappears. I have a lot of dark furniture. And when you okay. put that in a white room... Every, it's so noisy, but you put the same dark furniture in a dark room and the furniture disappears. Oh, now all you yeah. see is the bedspread. Yes. Now all you see is the paintings on the wall. Okay. You don't see the shadow. There's no shadows. Yes. Hardly. There's just depth. You know, there's just... Oh, that's a great idea to look at it because I have a downstairs that's old dark paneling. Uh-huh. And it's, it's a weird dark paneling. It's naughty, and it's like they took an apple tree, I feel like. It's like, <laughs> it's like a mixture of cork and apple. That's what uh -huh. the texture feels like. But you're right. There's no shadows down there. And I'm, I, I wanted to replace it, but then I was like, no, let me work with what I have down there. So now that the big project is we're moving everything to make the space flow a little better. How high are the ceilings down there? Not very high. The okay. ceilings are like... Eight feet. Okay, so seven this, maybe. This yeah. oh well, that's seven is lower and eight is normal. Yeah, eight is normal. So I think it might be eight. 
don't they think might be normal. They're not yeah. low then. Yeah. You just think, okay. So this is what. Oh happens. no, because when I think when I think what I in my dream because I have this romantic mm-hmm. idea of my life and then my reality is you know those cathedral ceilings on the bottom and the top floors. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you want to raise that ceiling, paint it dark. It'll disappear on you. Oh. That's wait till you see my house. You're going to die if you come to the island. Because I have wicked low ceilings. Like, I can just reach up. I'm not that tall. Like, I'm 5'3". And I can just reach my hands up and touch the ceiling. Okay, so mine's not that tall. No. Mine's not that low. Because yeah. I'm only a few inches shorter than you. And I, <laughs> and, um, well, you might not be able to touch mine either. No, I wouldn't be able to touch mine <laughs> I'm just joking. Either. You yeah. might. <laughs> if I jump. No, if you go on your toes. You oh, really? Yes. I'm telling you, some are low. Like, seven foot. Like, even lower. So, um, yeah, I just, like... I go dark and crazy. Like, I paint with swirls and stuff. That's awesome. Because then there's nothing for your eye to focus on. I have a friend whose house is like that. But she doesn't do swirls, but she does very bold colors. Yeah. So you'll walk in, and there's a beautiful sea turquoise yeah. in one. And uh, and I, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's like when I, when I, like, my mom always did, like, well, she didn't paint much. But when okay. she did, it was... The way it's supposed to be done. Okay. White ceiling, pastel walls. Okay. You know, and I truly didn't embrace color until a lot later. Like even when I was married to my first husband, it was just kind of like whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever is on whatever. sale at the. Yeah. Whatever, and it was like I didn't see any purpose to it really, but something happened when I started loving myself. You know, in my personal growth, that. What I always tell people is that what's inside starts to just go out. And my spaces are like, it's like, it's like my insides on the outside. You know, like this is how I function. This is how I think. This is who I am. And when I got really bold with color, I think it was because I had totally fallen in love with myself and there was no judgment, no expectation. And the spaces like were like spaces of love. Oh, well, when we, we built a sun, we added a sunroom to our house and the color I picked was like that, a blue, it was Uh a blue with, and the trim was like a dark red. Wow. Yeah. And I remember people would come in and they were like, why did you pick these colors? I'm like, these are amazing colors. (laughs) Cause when I first moved into the house, we picked a very generic mustard. Uh huh. And so I've been wanting, but, um, I've been wanting to change it, but uh-huh. we haven't changed it practical. We mismeasured, we mismeasured the walls and we bought so much, I think I've told you this before. Oh my gosh. We bought, um, we probably needed maybe one, probably two gallons to fill all the walls. And I think we bought 10. <gasps> so we have, oh my we have God. a lot of that paint. But you know what you can do? We can mix it. You can totally mix yeah. it. We could take it in and mix it with other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you can mix it at home yourself oh, okay. yes you know those liquid acrylics i have yes these are so potent you could just squirt these in and oh. make new colors like the guy okay. where um i live i live with a family in highland park and sasha he's uh you know the man of the house he and i just decided because he wanted to paint all the walls in the kitchen i mean some of the walls are little they're like strips yeah every wall different color And so we were going to buy different colors, but the paint is some sort of like safety paint where it doesn't give off VOCs or something. It was very expensive, really expensive. So I was like, look, 
let's just buy the primary colors in black and white and let's just mix our own colors. Oh. And so we've been doing that and we're oh, having so much so fun. Much oh, fun. you have to send me some pictures of Oh that. my God. Well, it's yeah. not as exciting. It, it sounds exciting. So we started because I was just kind of like, you know, it's not my home. So I kind of took the back row step to the mixing process. And he had an app, and the app told him how many parts per, yes. like this and that, because he's sciencey. He's very sciencey. So we started with his way, which I, I wouldn't have done it that way because I'm just more hands on. And we mixed it, measuring it with a scale to get like the ideal like parts per each. And um, it came out this uh, like moss green color or gray. It came out this gray, like a warm gray. And we were like, hmm, that wasn't anything like what we anticipated. <laughs> we did a marks on the wall to see how it would dry. We dried it. And then it's like, let's put in more blue. Let's put in more yeah. yellow. Let's put. So then we started mixing these gorgeous, gorgeous, like moss greens. And we would do one wall. And then we made the next wall way more blue. And then we made the next wall something else, like more yellow maybe. And um, it, it was really funny because when I came down the next morning or whatever, I, they all looked the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> the way the light was, I thought it was more dramatic. And I was like, what happened? Where? And um, so we're just having fun though. Okay. And it's gorgeous. And when I sit in a space, I feel grounded in a way I didn't feel before when the walls were white. I just feel like mm. there's so much like vroom. and. And you got to realize there's so much more than just just the color paint. I truly uh, felt like we were in the in the inspired action with the colors. It wasn't like forced, and there was a lot of self acceptance with choosing to to go along with the color yes. even and trust, you know, in the process. And so we were both doing that, and then um, it was like it was love. Like we were loving the process. So it was embedded with that. Yes. So the walls are holding that love. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, I told him this other wall, there was like this panel that was maybe two and a half feet wide between a doorway and another doorway that went floor to ceiling. And I was like, what do you think? I said, because I did this technique on the island in my house, the one that I'm renovating now, which I'm not redoing this style, but I did it through the whole house. I just painted with my bare hands. I painted this entire cathedral like wall, like room there was a cathedral ceiling room 18 foot in the center and it was my living room and i did the entire thing with my hands alone and uh seven different colors that must have been so much fun it was fun but i would obviously i was on a big ladder walking up and down with two cans at a time or whatever but it was gorgeous and alive in such an amazing way so i was telling him about this i was like we just need to use our hands and we could just smear all the different colors because we're labeling them wall run wall two wall three and i was like let's just take a bunch of different colors so he finished putting on a second coat and there was some leftover paint instead of putting it back he couldn't help himself he like started and it was amazing and gorgeous with these swirls and uh He's like, I'm never going back to a roller again. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> he was because so you excited. Because you would get this texture into the it's, wall. It's just so much more than that. It's, yeah. It's like his, it was really loose. He only did the one color because it was left over. We're going to do more. But it's like pure energy. Yeah. It's pure energy and it's so exquisite. And you That's don't have to be perfect. You never thought, you never think There's about energy. There's images in it. There's images. And, um, yeah. and paint on your walls. It's like an afterthought. Right. Yeah. We think of paint as, mm, it's just what you do. Like, yeah. It's just, you know, just is. Like, 
But no, it's more. It's more than that. It's so much more. Okay. I realized that, and I probably have said this on the podcast before, because when I chose the color for my living room, after I got divorced, I painted the whole upstairs, the kitchen, the living room, dining room, the hallway, and then gradually I painted every room. But all this common area in my house, I painted this yellow. Then I get divorced. Then I have to buy my own car. And a friend sold me a car, I think. Yeah, I think he sold me one of his cars or something. Or he gave me a car. Anyway, it was like silver or gray. And I was just like, this is not going to work. And I thought, you know what? Heck with that. I'm going to go to Geico and I'm going to invest and paint the car the color I want. And so I went and I told these people, I want Penske yellow. I had to choose it. They didn't like... They didn't seem capable of like going and looking at a Penske <laughs> truck and telling me what color the car, you know, the van was. So I chose it. And then even after it got painted, I saw my car and I was like, no, 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 you didn't do it right because that car is not doing to my body what that yellow does to my body. Yes. This is like lemon yellow. He goes, no, no, it's right. I'm like, no, it is not. You go back, you talk to some people. I said, I didn't get a second coat or something. I don't yes. know. So went back, they painted it again and got it better. And so then I was driving a car. It took me months. I mean, seriously, months, months, months. I was in my dining room one day, and I was looking out the living room window, and my car was in the driveway. And it was the first time I saw my car next to the wall. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're, like, the same exact <laughs> color. I painted my walls the same color as There's my your car. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on with this color? So then Bella was leading this group of children and learning about how to manage their energy, and they were using um, pendulums. And the activity was using um like a card with emojis on it to think of a color and then use the pendulum and figure out what emotion that color represented for them oh so then they were doing it so i was like i'm gonna do it too you know like so i got my template and i assumed rightly so that this happy yellow was happiness okay okay so here i was going with my pendulum my pendulum didn't didn't like register a yes until I got over the love symbol. The heart, you know, the smiley face with the eyes, with the hearts. And I was like, oh my God. And it hit me so hard. I was like, no So the yellow represented love. Yeah, at that point in my life, that that color, that specific color yellow represented love for me. Now, do you spot that color? Like when you're out? Oh, does it still do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. if I see it on a car, I like literally almost have an orgasm. It's just like, it's so exciting to me. It's just, but it always had that pull for me. It was like a premortal pull. Okay. You know, this deep, deep pull. And uh, that was why I chose it. But now I will say that uh, it's not as... It's not as the same because I've owned the color. Do you know what I mean? I brought it into my yes into my yes. now, and I own it. So I'm not being reactive to it anymore because it's it's been brought in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now you know what it means. Yeah. Now there's a symbolism. Yeah. I never heard that pendulum thing with the emojis. We never heard of anyone doing that either. Yeah. Bella channeled it. Oh, she channeled it. Wow. Yeah. Was this for that that um, thing that she was? Yeah, when um, she was working with children. Oh, wow. Yeah, she had a group of children she met at uh, a nearby like community program place that helped inner city families. And they invited her to do three classes, and they were magic. Magic. Wow. What blew my mind was that the people who worked at the facility would tell me later, like, oh, my God, you should hear like how the kids are continuing to use these tools. And they would come back and tell I was just, I was mesmerized by that. Do you think it's because, well, one, she channeled it, but two, 
because she is a child. And then the, the children from this place were like, well, this is somebody There who may gets have us. They were so hungry for this information. Yes. These children, doesn't matter if you're inner city, upper, whatever. Yes. They're all being born from the same, like, um, soup, so yeah. to speak. The, so all these kids coming out, they're whatever. They're, they're crystal children, the rainbow. I don't know what they are. But they're all, like, empathic. You know, they're all highly sensitive. And they're all... Uh, dealing with a lot of stuff that their parents can't relate to. Okay, yes. And when I say dealing with us, I'm not talking about bullying and stuff. I'm talking about their own ability to to sense more. Yes. To know there's something greater. What is it? And they may be asking and no one's there to give them those answers. So yes. here comes another kid who's like, here's a tool, you know, and uh, one of her classes was how to turn, how to turn a trauma into a friend. Like that's massive. Wow. And what came, I was shocked again, what came out of the class because, you know, children were bringing up traumas in their life, real traumas. And they were, they were talking about them and they were then doing this six step process that Bella channeled and having healing. Was that healing. Like, what, didn't you write that in that one of the, one of the blog yes. posts? Yes. How to yes. name, name your trauma. Yes. And, and I, then, and I took Bella's like thing, but. I, so there is, I can't think of what it's called right now, but I had talked about it in my podcast ages ago. So there is um, a process for this, and it has to do with, God, if I'm going to remember what they're called, holodynes. So it's holodynamic energy okay. work. And, uh, and yes, Phoenix was always around, and I taught her. Yes. You know, we had a massive thing happen at the playground on the road when she was six. Was she six? No. It was it was during a divorce. She was four. She was four. And she had a, a massive trauma, like, slam into her. And I, I felt like, in a way, it was a gift. You know, like, it was some other woman screaming at her in the park oh. about how she did something to her kid. Bella didn't do it, so she didn't know how to respond. Because no matter what she said, this woman wasn't taking it. And she yes. was screaming at my child. And so when I came in on this situation, because I was just walking around the soccer field. When I came in... The woman came blasting at me, and and I was in such a good place that yeah. it didn't affect me. And I was thinking, you know, what's going on with my kid? And then she's telling me what my kid did, and I'm like, well, you know what? Let me go talk to her and see what happened, yeah. you know, because that didn't sound at all like my kid. And, you know, something like pushing him off the playground thing. Oh. And uh, I went and talked. She's like, she was just so adamant. Mommy, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was like, do you think you accidentally did it? Did you brush by She's like, no. She goes, I don't know what happened. She goes, I jumped off that side, and he fell down over there, and I don't know. And um, But the woman wouldn't stop. And She was so little. Yeah, she was tiny, very tiny. And so at the point when I realized that the woman did not want to receive any clarity or ease yeah. about this situation, I just was done with yeah. her. I was done. And I just focused on, on Bella. Yeah. And I just turned to Bella um, and if you're new to the podcast, her name's Phoenix Isabella. So sometimes I call okay. her Phoenix, sometimes I call her Bella. But I turned to Bella and I and I just immersed on her. Like I, we just blocked everyone else out. Yes. Because her pain at that point was more important. And um, and so we're back and forth, and I'm calming her down. And at one point, she said, "Mommy, the pain has gone into my ankle." Oh. Now that is massive awareness. And that, to me, was like, holy cow, this is how it happens. People have a trauma in their lives. Yes. And then they push that pain somewhere safe. And then they store it there. Yes. Yes. And and, they, and then I'm thinking about my own childhood and how I could never 
get on blades like ice skates or roller blades. I couldn't ice skate at all. And my I was always collapsing on my ankles. It's like, did I mm. cut off my energy down there? Did I do something? You know, so it's very yes. similar. And I think about that because somebody told me, I have a friend, and she I, I had injured my ankle last February, but I um, also, my ankle, ankles, since I was 12, I had been spraining them. They were constantly sprained, and I would sprain them every every summer. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. This is the first summer I had not sprained my ankle. Like the first ever. I always sprained my ankle. And um, and somebody was saying, I forgot what kind of trauma she said, but she's like, do you know that we hold this type of trauma in our ankles? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to do some work there to release <laughs> that. And um, uh, I have to figure out what it was, but I did a little work. I don't remember what work I do because I do all different kinds uh-huh. of things. Yeah. I do EFT tapping, and then uh-huh. sometimes I do EMDR, and then sometimes uh-huh. I do meditation. And I'm always trying to tap into how I'm feeling and letting uh-huh. it go. Yes, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. And and just your, I will say that, just your self awareness that you do these things, it could have healed it without having to focus on it. Do you know because, oh, because we're I'm, opening things up and we're saying, you know, I I I'm focused on me and I want what's best for yeah. You know, sometimes you don't have to. Yes, that's what I learned about my past childhood issues. Before I thought I would always have to face fa- it, face it, yeah, and like resolve it. Yes. And um, something was bothering me the other day. Something had had been bubbling up, and um, I was feeling really big tightness in my chest. And what I normally do is like try to logic logically right. lead myself out of it mm-hmm. and then at that time I was like I'm t- I actually was too tired that day <laughs> and I said I'm just gonna sit with it I'm just gonna sit with it and then just watch it come and I watched it go and it was there for a while well I don't know actually how long I didn't time it it, it felt like forever it Probably might have been two five minutes, minutes yeah. or something <laughs> And um, when it finally left, I was like, wow, I didn't actually have to, like, do anything. I just had right. to just <clears throat> be with it. There was a book I read, um, Emotional Agility. I read it, like, maybe a few years ago mm-hmm. when it first came out. And one thing, it was talking about a woman who had grief. And um, she called it her, the, it was a tremendous grief in this woman's life. But instead of trying to get rid of the grief or hide the grief, she decided that the grief was a monster that lived in her basement, and she had to feed the grief once in a while. You had to take care of the monster. So the grief was always there, but it was in her basement, so a little bit out of sight. Mm -hmm. But once in a while, she had to visit the monster, feed it, and give it some love, and then then let it go. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's what I thought when I was getting those bubbling feelings. I get the tight... Depending on Absolutely. That was great. Yeah. When I was um, chatting with someone today, it was someone new to the idea that what if, um, like, we aren't our emotions? Yes. There's a lot of this I am. You know, I am sad. Yes. I am devastated. I'm grieving. What if we get away from those I am statements and it becomes like my body's experiencing grief? And what if we could recognize that? We can just allow it, right, and love it. And then I, for the purposes of, of, of uh, like, communicating with this friend, I was like, what if we just said, ah, I'm experiencing grief, and I love that. 
and allow it. And then we just take it in a bubble over here and see what's under there. Like, what else is there? Yes. Like, let's have that over here in a bubble. Now what? Oh, maybe there's some sadness. <sighs> and I love that. And now let's put that in a bubble over here. Now it's, you know, like, it's like this turning the light on thing. Yes. When we're not used to it, when we live in these comfort zones of sadness and anger and fear, anxiety, what if you could just, for maybe a minute, yeah, take those and put them in these little external bubbles or the basement, right? Yes. And just see what life is like without them for a moment. Just take a break. Yeah, <laughs> take a break from them, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I like that what you were saying, we aren't our emotions because I think yeah. there's a lot of talk right now about yeah. how I feel yeah. and how I relate to the oh, world. Oh, right. And right, how the world right. relates to me and not sitting in discomfort. Uh -huh. I feel like people cannot sit in discomfort yeah. very well. Well, yeah, right now. this is, you know what? And, um, comfort, you know, 72 degrees, <laughs> the comfort zone. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but comfort 70, is a yeah. uh, contraction. There's no expansion in that because you're not feeling anything. When we yeah. put on the comfort zone, 72 degrees, it's, Neither here nor there. Like if we were always it comfortable, the babies would never come out. Yes, <laughs> it's true. They would, it they is would so stay true. in there forever. I know, um, they would. And we'd be like, hmm, I don't know, maybe that would be okay. Like yeah. I, I had my 45-minute nap when I was fully contracted or fully whatever. What is dilated? Dilated, yes. I was fully dilated, and I took a 45-minute nap before I had her. <laughs> and my mom was like, I wish everyone could do this. And then I woke up, but that nap felt so you know, I was up all night rubbing my back, and that nap felt so good. And I then, actually napped before I birthed Isabel. You took a nap after you, like, dilated? I, yeah. I would, for both of them, I went to the hospital and I <laughs> dilated very quickly. But um, <laughs> it was crazy. They, it still took me 27 hours to, to birth it. So I would come in, and I'm like, I got fully dilated probably after, like, 45 minutes, but the babies weren't ready to come out. Wow. So I would be pushing and resting and pushing. And then right before, like, Isabel came, I was like, I just, I really need to sleep right now. That's what I did. Yeah. That's I was like, I'm so tired. I'm just really, break. yeah. And, and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come right back. But, yeah, I didn't think it's about so that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, too many people have our experience. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so restful. And then I was like, huh, maybe I can't go back to sleep. She goes, no, I think it's time. There's a baby on the way. Oh, and then I napped after she was born. So oh, there's all this beautiful. hubbub, and the nurse was like, I was like, oh, that's nice. And the nurse was like, do you want to kiss her? And I was like, yeah, I'll kiss her. And I was like, well, can I can I just sleep right now? And I went to sleep. And I could feel the judgment from the nurse, like, you don't want to hold your baby? And I was like, I just really need to rest right now. I could hold my baby, like, later. All day All day. Tomorrow. I could hold yeah. her all day tomorrow, after yeah. I wake up from this nap. Aww. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah, they... They put Bella on my arms, but then I uh, threw her right back because she had the cord around her neck. And then I think her dad held her while I did the afterbirth and stuff. Okay. We were at home in the in, in house, in the kitchen, oh, in the apartment. Yeah, we were, and I was in like a pool in the kitchen, a big pool. <laughs> it was crazy. The house was so, I mean, this apartment was huge. And um, so he held her for a little teeny bit while they took care of me. And then I was you call that hemorrhaging so I had to take care of that okay and when all of that was done and they had taken care of me it was time for me to go to bed and they brought Phoenix over Bella over and they put her in my arms and I slept with her oh yeah it was really sweet and then really sweet. she didn't really leave my arms again until I got like a two-minute shower two days later or <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> and she was just with me and the midwife was beautiful and she said look when she wants to sleep sleep when she wants to eat feed her yeah I that didn't listen it. to that for my first baby but for the second one I 
and I try to tell people. I'm like, I know it's very difficult because you want the house to be clean, um, but um, it's still going to be messy even if you clean it. <laughs> because there's only so much you can do in that level of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. But, I uh, yeah. 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 It was, I, uh, yeah, I, we, we were lucky. Yeah. But they had, um, they, they, yeah. So. So much fun. To come back to your yes. podcast, you'd like you talk about energy and yeah. and things like that. I always oh I had a thought and it just lo- it just left me. It'll come back. Oh, it will come back. Oh yeah, I am on a journey of always what I expect life to be like. Yes. And um, and what actually happens, and so now I'm in a place of letting go of all expectations of what life should be like fabulous yeah and it's a really nice place so my my birth story wasn't as one like wonderful they did eventually have to do um what do you call that medical intervention because i have children with very i birth children with very short umbilical cords so they will birth uh, like bungee cords they'll come out of the birth canal at a certain point and then they will stop and um, I've never heard of this. I my 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 OB was like, I didn't understand why I couldn't get the rest of your baby. <laughs> he goes, you're the baby's crowning, and you you think you just pulled the baby out, and he goes, and then he goes, when I went in, I was like, oh well, that makes sense. Their umbilical cords were extremely extremely short. So why not just wait for the afterbirth to want to come out with them? Yeah, because I was at a hospital. I oh. think if I I think if I had birth at home, that's probably what would have happened. Uh, I would have been able to. Because was the head out yeah. at all? Partially. They were crowning. Oh. They were crowning. Not fully head. Interesting. They were crowning and then they would stop. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they're beautiful. And, yeah, they are. Um, yeah. So they, yeah. But, but yeah, letting go of expectations. Right. That's, that's really. It's huge. I have yeah. to do it all the time. Like, it. I think for a long time I lived with this expectation that I was going to leave New Jersey. And so, therefore, oh, it was I very was, hard to enjoy being here and that doing was here. I had that I need to leave since I could remember. Yeah. I am going to leave. Do you know that movie, um, It's a Wonderful Life, and George Bailey, how he yeah. wanted to leave and travel the world? Yes. And the world just kept on sucking him back in. <laughs> like, he was just stuck. Yeah. And I didn't get the end part. Now <laughs> I understand. Now I understand why it was my favorite movie, because I had to learn to enjoy where I was. Wow. Yes. And where I am. Yeah. Be present. Yeah. See, I think that not enjoying where you're present is just the excuse for yes. being not present. Like, not enjoying where you are is just the excuse to not be present. Yes. I mean, other people have other excuses. Because I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, if I lived here, it would be so much better. This is what my life would be like. Or if I lived there, if I yeah. wasn't here. Um, yes, I had to change that shift. A few years ago, I started with homeschooling. Uh, a homeschooling hike with my kids. Every other week we would go on a guided, a little, it was really a guided walk. We didn't uh-huh. really need the guide because the kids were just running through the forest. <laughs> but <laughs> under the guise of saying, hey, I'm paying for something and I'm learning, like, you know, uh-huh. um, it did help. Isabel can, like, recognize birch trees now and things like that. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, um, Very nice. But when, when we were doing that, we... It was all in New Jersey. And every time she would bring us to a new space, I was like, I always thought I needed to leave to go visit the beauty of nature. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is a 20-minute drive for me. There's so much beauty in New Jersey. So much. And so when people, uh, my son did ask me, he's like, why do people always make fun of New Jersey? I was like, I really don't know. 
because there's there's a lot to make fun of, but there's a lot of beauty here. And so if we're happy where we are, yeah. we could be happy anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I was living in Milltown for years, years, years. years. Oh, yeah, then, somebody I know calls it Millbury. Millbury? Yeah, because so it's funny. like uh, that that old... Um, that, yeah, Mayberry. Yeah, Mayberry, yes. Mayberry. Yeah, they call it Millbury. Yeah, but I was going out to Lake... Um, God, what is that, Lake... Farrington Lake? Yeah, Farrington Lake. Okay. So that's where I learned how to paddleboard, and that's where I would take my paddleboards and go paddleboard. But it got boring really fast because okay. it was just a big open lake. And sometimes we'd see stuff, and Bella liked to swim there, so that was cool. But then finally I was just like, let's just, I don't know what to expect, but let's just bite the bullet and let's go down to the Milltown Creek and just do it. And we did. And it was like a magical, magical place. I mean, we saw the most amazing things. And it's such a small, tight space. You don't see any boats there, no swimmers, because it's very shallow in a lot of areas. But it was so much nature. And we saw an owl fly right over us. We saw a beaver right next to us. And we would see all just magic. And things that people don't expect in the middle of Milltown. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, but no one knows it's even there. It's oh. It's like such a little... Nugget. I mean, and yet, like, we're only, like, a, a five-minute walk from it. Wow. If that. If that. You know, so it was just a matter of throwing my paddleboard. I think like a lot that. of people are afraid of the waterways in New Jersey. What? Because of pollution. Yeah. Same pollution everywhere. When yeah. it comes to, like, a, a drain that, did, you know, that yeah. drops water in some place. Yeah, I wasn't encouraging Bella to swim in it. She didn't want to. It was turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we would, we would just enjoy, you know. That's like, nice. It would take... Take Toulouse with us. He loved it. Okay. Oh, he's sleeping. Oh, he's now. sleeping. If you can hear So I guess we can wrap this up. Yes. I love It was this. just a really random it's conversation. Yeah. Very random. Very yeah. fun. We'll call it randomness. Yeah. Today's randomness. <laughs> Today's randomness. But I think there are things that people can pull out of it, even though it kind of, you know, flowed all yeah. over the place. And um, I would love to do this again yeah. with you. You would love it? Yeah. And then I'll write things down and then we'll have like a more guided Yay. Yeah, and then you're going to see how easy it is to do your podcast yeah. and we'll have to get you hooked up with your own because it's going to get to the point where you're only going to be able to like do your homeschool podcast for advanced homeschoolers because yes. <laughs> you're going to have so far so many years have passed and yes. you forgot yes like, exactly <laughs> you totally forgot well here we go going with our outro thank you so much for coming joanne thank you oh thank you for having me Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.